Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Mint Backstage. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you're having a great week. Today, I'm chatting with Elijah Russ. He is a wonderful musician, human, living in West Michigan. You can see him playing guitar as a solo artist with his band, the Elijah Russ Collective, or as a sit-in with bands like Gunner and the Grizzly Boys and Melophobics. You can subscribe at different tier levels to get access to podcast episodes early in audio and video formats, exclusive merch, a monthly mailed newsletter, and more. You can also head over to DutcherSnedeker.com to see everything else that I'm currently up to around the internet. Also, whatever platform you happen to be listening or watching this on, feel free to follow, subscribe, whatever the platform says to do. Go ahead and do it. Like the video, leave a comment, tell me what you liked about it. Every little bit shows your support. All right, let's get right into today's conversation with Elijah Russ. Just kind of chat and hang out. <laughs> let's, do um, let's do it. Yeah. How was, uh, you've been traveling a lot. How was all that? It looked sweet. It was cool, man. The trip started out a little bit rough and, uh, you know, with anything, resilience is key. So, you know, we turn poo-poo into gold, <laughs> you know. And, exactly. Uh, it was amazing. The first day I was in the park, uh, you know, the, there's a main road that goes through there that I guess you have to have reservations for now. Um, and it takes about an hour and a half, but you can get in there without a reservation before 6 a.m. or like after 5 p.m. Um, so I was doing the before 6 a.m., getting up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, driving to the road and getting on there. I think the first day I spent like 14 hours just popping along there and finding wow. different stuff. Yeah, the sun doesn't set till like 10.30 out there. So it was like just nice, long, full days, you know, of indescribable beauty, you know. I mean, I took as many pictures as I possibly could, you know, and and it's just, it's unreal out there, you know? And then there's that yeah. whole that whole trail magic thing too, you know, the people that you meet along the way and things that happen that are just, you know, seem to only happen out on the road, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. I ended up getting caught in this town, uh, Whitefish, Montana, which is like Whitefish. 45 minutes west of the park. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to go or like play in Whitefish, it's really cool. I'd never heard of this place before. And somebody um, along the trail was just telling me that there was live music there, you know? So I went and checked it out. And there's this local funk band called 20 Grand that was playing <laughs> Friday and Saturday night. And uh, this girl, Emily Clark, was playing that Thursday night. Um, I didn't get a chance to see her, but I saw 20 grand both nights and, you know, hung out, did some sit-ins, not with them, but with some other people um, in town. I met Van Morrison's guitar player, who happens to live in that area. Of course, he lives in northern Montana. It's beautiful. Right. There. <laughs> you know? And he was just like busking on the street, doing old man stuff, like schmoozing people and whatever. And you know, I came up, he asked if I played, he let me play his like super nice Strat and he had like this crazy custom one and then let me sit in for uh, the next day or whatever, sat in with him all night and then went and checked out 
the other bands and yeah and then met some other people while i was doing that they were playing an art festival fourth of july and sat in with them they were a family band uh company flight was their name and they were so sweet to me like i was on no sleep <laughs> and they, they still let me sit in and it was great man it was just great you know checked out the park for another week and a half uh my friend Jacob Wenzel happened to be working out there. He saw one of my Instagram posts and he's like, dude, I'm working at a hotel out here. He's like, come through and we'll take care of you, you know? So for the wow. second half of being out there, I had, you know, bed and shower and endless food and company, you know, and it was great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I did like a 13 mile hike last Friday. I'm not a conditioned hiker by any means, you know, right. so six and a half <laughs> miles in with like 4,000 feet of elevation gain, you know, and uh, my legs were donezo and pretty much anything else I wanted to do there, you know what I mean, what required a hike, I did all the kind of drivable stuff, so I was like, well, I'm probably just going to be sitting looking at the same views for a while. Or I had a few people hit me up and they're like, hey, if you're, you know, if you're in Colorado, by chance or whatever, come through. So I ended up boosting down to Colorado, did 14 and a half hour drive from northern Montana to Denver in one day, you know, and it was crazy. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was just good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like the perfect, like, you know, because I've, I've been thinking of taking a trip in November I you know I keep the more the more I keep telling people I'm like I should just I have to just do it because I keep saying it um uh I want yeah. I want to see you know uh Lewis Cole play with the Metropole Orchestra in the Netherlands and you know the week before Earth Radio has kind of got off because people are on different trips so I'm like oh yeah. I could go like bouncer like I could see my friends in Berlin and Toulouse and London like I could just you know catch up with people that i haven't seen in you know yeah. seven eight years <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <dude. laughs> i've been getting to see the metropole orchestra with lewis cole are you kidding me <laughs> and well and, and the and my friend cody who you know moved to the netherlands he studied at the um uh, the conservatory at the hague and uh that you know, I guess just being in that area for enough time and, you know, being a, a great uh, classical contemporary bass player, he, he'll sometimes sub for the Metropole Orchestra. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what gigs do you do? And he's like, I wish I could do all the fun gigs. <laughs> like he joked, because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, Metropole with Snarky Puppy. And then he's not on that gig. It's like, you know, Metropole does, you know, tribute to Vivaldi is like, okay, he's on that gig. <laughs> you know, like a <laughs> normal classical gig. <laughs> Sounds like a tough life. <laughs> yeah. He's like, just let me in. Cause it, my other, I have a, a percussionist friend um, who grew up in Michigan, Evan Sadler. He plays with the, the new Deco ensemble in Florida. And their programming is kind of the same as the Metropole, where they're like, you know, like, two nights with Corey Henry and it's like, you know, a bunch of cool arrangements of his music and covers and, and then, and it's like, you know, just seeing, seeing that, like, you know, that, that's something I, I want to see more from 
Grand Rapids, it's it's tricky. It, it's tricky with I guess donors and stuff, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of um, opportunity to like kind of bridge the gap between like they kind you know they do some things like you know the you know like the symphony uh like the video game stuff where they like broadcast you know pokemon or final fantasy and then you know there's that yeah. kind of audience and then they you know they do the symphony of soul i think at least once a year and that's a big event um but it'd be cool to have like i don't know more more guest artists that are incorporated with an orchestra than just like you know a guy who's super proficient at piano doing a concerto or like a featured you know violinist or singer like all those are sweet but there's also like you know a, a body that large should have like you know the opportunity to do more modern arrangements and like work with more, work with more contemporary artists than just being like hey remember uh bach <laughs> remember oh, him yeah yeah right god i know that's why i quit music school <laughs> um, yeah you, you know you're onto something too and i've you know that thought has crossed my mind a couple of times and that kind of is what i want to do for my album release show just on a really reduced level you know just having a small string section a small horn section a small choir but to be able to utilize like the grand Rapids symphony you know, and do like local showcases, like hearing orchestral arrangements of Earth Radio songs, for instance, mm -hmm. you know, would be <laughs> sweet, you know, or doing like a night, like you do like a normal bill, you know, and do like, you know, five songs or whatever per artist, but with the symphony backing, you know, that's... <laughs> Sounds like you got more work to do, Dutcher. <laughs> I know. I we well, and we've even talked about that as like one of our like you know, because the it, thinking of the arc of the band, it's like okay, we have we have the opportunity to like you know, not just collaborate on recordings, but like try and create these these moments, um, you know, with other people, and especially you know, in thinking of like when you're thinking about booking since you know we're kind of just thrown back into like all right go do that music thing you guys keep talking about yeah. <laughs> it's like uh we have we need a lot of stuff it's like now you're fine just go do it you're like oh, yeah, no okay overload <laughs> feels like overload you know yeah and well and um yeah it's like we we want to do more of those types of things to make you know, if, if we're going to do a handful of shows like Grand Rapids, Muskegon, you know, like our, our like home bases, we want to, you know, make sure it's not just like, like we like, you know, rake beer, oh, intimate vibe, you know, small cap, you know, if you like sours, rake beer makes good sours. Okay. Berlin Sprig Fest, uh, other bands are there. It's like a beach vibe, outdoors, professional sound. And then like, you know, Tuesday is like, oh, it's at the Montague Band Shell. Like it was three shows. I think of this past week is like three shows that were all on US 31 territory, but <laughs> all uh -huh. different, like different built-in crowds, different like environments, different, you know, like, oh, the band shell, more of a sit-down crowds with like some kids running around and then like Berlin Sprague, like a bunch of 20 and 30 somethings dancing and, you know, having drinks because there's a social zone. And then Rake Beer is like, you know, 
half the people who stayed from yoga plus the people who came for the show and it's this mix of people kind of all hanging out and meeting each other and um more intimate and uh yeah so thinking of like oh if we could do a you know something with strings or you know a full orchestra like just making a big project um i know definitely mlmb is probably the easiest one to translate in my opinion to the symphony because it's just got this big it's it's got a very clear direction it's got a lot of time to build and grow so i think that one is is one that i'm like we should start there maybe evolve like you know just something that kind of has a bigger scope um yeah yeah for sure oh that'd be a good one (laughs) (laughs) get all the kids the children's choir down for that you know right yep yeah 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 Yeah, that's tons of room for for stuff (laughs) yeah for sure yeah start keep thinking about that and i will too you know it would be just really cool to have an experience like that and it seems a little bit more like all inclusive you know mm-hmm. i love having these different crowds that you were just describing you know like even playing for q-tips every now and again is fun you know <laughs> uh, when i say q-tips it's like the old blues crowds you know little white hairs <laughs> everywhere <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> and uh but to have something where everybody can come to and plan on you know and all that would be would be really cool be really cool yeah and that's kind of yeah that's what i'm trying to do for my album release show you know it's been tough trying to find the right place to do it i think i've decided on the wealthy theater um oh nice possible and the stage is big enough to fit like 15 16 people on it you know so right. my original intent was to do the listening room because i just love the room and i love quinn and you know and all that but i'd have to have people on the floor you know which i guess wouldn't be too weird but you know what i mean it would be nice to get them all on the stage <laughs> right i well and i'd be curious too because uh, last february i i missed you know that there was a show that was um uh this chamber ensemble that i helped start with uh some friends um from grand valley we were all in the new music ensemble together uh, we made the West Michigan New Music Collective and we had done, you know, like a couple, you know, like a, you know, church concert, you, you know, easy access, easy venue to use. And then like another concert. And I couldn't go to our show at the listening room. Um, we, you know, the ensemble opened for the Vintage Parlor Orchestra. So I'm like, how did they fit on that? Did they, were they yeah. spilling off to the sides or like? Yeah, I have to go back and look at that. That's Emily's thing, right? I think Emily's so. Vintage yeah. Class, right? Um, yeah, I think they might have had to have some people on the floor, which I think would still be cool. I'd still enjoy that, you know. Um, but Wealthy Theaters just seems like, a, and I've actually, believe it or not, have never been inside the Wealthy Theater. Oh never been to a show there just never even checked i don't know why just one that i missed you know so right yeah no yeah it's it's definitely one of those places i've been thinking about since things are opening back up um because we you know i did a couple of those like wyce stream things um in the space last year and i was you know i thought about like okay when was the last thing i did before that and it was like 
it must have been like 2014 or 15 i saw uh Cheryl warden's band but um or was her band uh my brightest diamond and it's like okay. it's kind of like you know like very she's like one foot in the contemporary classical space and like you know was gotten accolades for like really cool performances of work as a singer and then she's kind of a you know art rock like you know mixing some of the bjork mixing some of the you know um what is her name saint vincent like you know mixing some of those different kinds of art artistic rock multifaceted yeah. things <laughs> into a, a fun show like that. <laughs> rock. that's a cool term but yeah it, uh you've been working on the album just in general or did it kind of start with all the free time well free time last year <laughs> i actually we started recording it back in march or april we did all the the record tracking for it um and i've just been kind of like it's been on the back burner honestly when the when wedding season started and all that i got a little overwhelmed um and then i had the trip coming up and was kind of just only thinking about that and you know now i'm home and i gotta get the string parts recorded and a couple more horn parts done um and i think that's about it you know um and then obviously getting it mixed and however i'm going to release it you know um yeah it's an expensive bit when you're doing it like by yourself and funding it by yourself it takes a bit longer than a band situation which i envy you know sometimes (laughs) being able to have five five people pulling in on ideas and pulling in on cash you know and whatever but it's just you know there's no real timeline to it it's only the one that we put ourselves on and that's one thing I learned from the pandemic is just like I don't need to feel rushed to do things or like the you know it's nice to know that I can hustle when it needs to be done but it's also really nice to not feel a need to hustle you know right um so I've been kind of just reveling in that and taking my time and like stopping and talking to people on the street, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just kind of losing the one track mind for a, a bit, you know, and whether, you know, I find some balance in there or it kind of stays this way, either way, I'm kind of cool with it, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> I'm trying to have, I'm trying to get a date set by the end of this week for the album release show i'm thinking towards the end of november before it snows but things are still slow enough you know that nice in between fall kind of period um, right yeah yeah so I'll get people to plan on it i would love you know people to put it on their calendar and go out <laughs> to dinner beforehand at one of our fine local establishments yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> trying to get it set up so a few of the you know like Hancock is over there um and uh the soup shops over there and stuff so trying to work with them and see if they'll maybe give like a discount to people that are going to the show and just kind of integrate it a little bit more you know um yeah but that's 
Yeah, but that album release show is for my album Sandcastles is going to be it. And that's like the collective project. That's like the heart and soul music. But I'm also releasing a like a short lo-fi hip-hop kind of thing too. You know, it's it's trending and it's actually really fun to sit down and make. I don't know if you mess around with any of that stuff every now and again, you know. But it's fun. It's like a, it's a cool place to mm-hmm. dump the ideas that usually go to die, you know, <laughs> just sitting right. with my voice forever, you know. And uh, yeah, so trying to do both of those at the same time. And then I'm, I'm, I have written a book. Um, now it's just getting it published or whatever, just kind of chronicling the time period that all these songs were written in, taking it, you know, each song is like a chapter. Um, I'm working with some local artists, like visual artists, um, to kind of, I'm giving each of them like three songs to pick from, and they can just pick one and make a piece of art to it that I'll feature in the book, you know, and have that be kind of like the illustration and reel in some of that community too. You know, I love, I love, you know, visual artists and painters and, you know, people who sketch and all that. And so finding ways to kind of create a platform for them as well and just be like here you know there's this thing that we can do together here's an opportunity for us to work together you know so that's been a whole thing and but you know getting you know getting a a book self-published and getting an album mixed and mastered and finished recording and you know merchandise <laughs> and all, yeah. <laughs> all that other shit is, <laughs> you know it's wild but uh it's moving along it's just i you know i i set a deadline when i was working on this stuff over the winter you know for like june 1st you know it was like as time goes on it's like no way so i kind of no. lost that idea <laughs> of like you know let's just kind of work on this as we can put in the work every day you know and but like enjoy things too and like I'm not going to get stressed I refuse to get stressed out about things that I actually have control over in my life yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is like one of the biggest reasons I like decided to become a full-time musician too is to take dominance over my schedule you know so uh yeah it's just been a whole like learning curve transitioning from bar musician to you know ticketed venue musician and all of the things that go along with that the mental reconstruction the business reconstruction you know um it's a trip (laughs) (laughs) definitely (laughs) oh yeah but I think what I decided on, you know, is like, I'd be, you know, I'd be playing in bars and, you know, doing all this stuff and like would even have the collective, you know, we did a couple residencies and whatever. And, you know, it was more like people stopping by if they heard about it and had time or whatever. And I really decided like, you know, I, and maybe this sounds facetious or whatever, but I want to be a priority to somebody. I want to be a date on somebody's calendar you know, right. and like, and be planned on to come see, you know, so I just pulled back from doing shows this year with my band, yep. we're maybe doing like one summer concert series, and then I'm maybe doing like one or two bar gigs that I booked last year, 
you know. But beyond that, it's like, I don't want to be playing three or four, five nights a week around town. And then when I want to do an actual show, you know, and sell tickets for like 25, you know, 20, 25, 30 bucks or whatever, because I'm going to have a 15 piece band, you know, that's going to be sick. I'm looking forward to it. You know, <laughs> I want people to come in. And maybe it's just like me personally thinking if I do something like that, you know, people aren't going to come if I'm gigging around town. But that's just kind of what I feel like I need to do, you know, is just kind of make it a little bit more exclusive for myself, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what we've been, you know, with, with Earth Radio schedule this year, you know, yes, we did hit, you know, kind of the same area in three, you know, in, in the same week. But there are a couple people, you know, who came to like, two events some people came to all three like you know it wasn't so much of a like you know it's it's like the people who wanted to hear the music they're like sweet i can see them three times it's not that far from my house but there were also you know you the each audience was kind of separate and like a little bit different and you know like i mentioned all the different like oh one's kind of a festival vibe one's a concert series with a built-in audience one's a you know, a series we've been doing that we started last year. And, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, the rest of the summer is kind of the same idea where we're, you know, we're only going to hit certain spots. Um, and then in the winter and fall, we're planning like to not, you know, we might, like, we're talking to some folks in Chicago. We reconnected with some, you know, bands we played with in Ohio and we're, you know, seeing what's open to possibly like do a, a dip in and out of like Chicago or a dip in and out of Ohio, just to, you know, kind of touch base with that area. Um, but yeah, the local shows, it's like, you know, we're like going to be very intentional. Like we're playing, you know, this venue, this date, you know, like, especially for, we were thinking about December, how like, you know, Billy Strings is going to take over the world and for New Year's. <laughs> Like he's oh, yeah, dude. the oh, three yeah. nights at the intersection. Uh-huh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm don't book anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, don't book anything, any of those three nights in GR. Like all of our friends are gonna be at that concert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like just let's go. It's like it'd be more beneficial to like go one or two nights and just like hang and you know, catch up with folks because there'll be a ton of people from the scene. Um For sure yeah yeah I think it's gonna be like a show that like all of us musicians are gonna get to attend with each other and like actually just see each other at a concert instead of <laughs> seeing each other at each other's shows you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that felt like what it was a lot of that for um you know I couldn't go to any of them this weekend but all those three nights with green sky bluegrass you know tons of people were like yeah. oh I could just spend three nights camping and seeing some you know green sky and then some other cool bands along the way like yeah yep i completely (laughs) missed that show until it was happening i looked at facebook friday night i was like sierra hall is playing 30 minutes from my house right now how am i missing this (laughs) you know (laughs) something about my algorithm's been messed up though i haven't been seeing shows like pop Mm -hmm. up on my feed you know I don't know what's up with that. I always hit interested when I do, <laughs> do see them. But yeah, that'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those New Year's shows. And I got a couple offers for some decent money for BWK to do New Year's. And like, nope. 
Nope. nope. Billy's in town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and Earth Radio, we just confirmed a New Year's Eve gig um, that we're kind of piecing together some of the details, but it'll be, uh, you know, at Ethanology up in Elk Rapids. And which, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, are we inside? Like, outside? Like, because I know they do music in and outside. It'd be cool if, like, we could get kind of a mix like where where they have a big garage door that's you know opens up to the patio it'd be cool to set up the band there and kind of have an indoor outdoor blend but um i had a a, oh yeah i i uh well and i had a bwk you know booked probably from last year and i was just like nope can't do it yeah i got they got this more fun new year's gig (laughs) that's right that's right you know that's been a kind of a weird situation to be in too because you know like they start booking us for these things for bwk you know a year in advance you know Mm -hmm. so it's like like i put for this trip i put the time in on my calendar last september had i not done that i'd be doing that every weekend you know but then it's like when you know creative projects come up like sometimes i'll sit in for melphobics or sit in for gunner and the grizzly boys or whoever you know and Now I'm like, well, I have this, you know, wedding book. Can you guys pay me, you know, 600 bucks or whatever? Yeah. And it kind of, and it kind of sucks, but it's like, it's obviously it's great to have something like that in place that we can all just pull from. And that can be our bread and butter instead of having to gig bars four or five nights a week, you know? Um, but yep. yeah, it kind of, it is, it's cutting into the creative stuff a little bit. I'm trying to find a balance in there, you know, <laughs> but maybe it's just stepping the game up too, you know, and being like, okay, now these personal shows, that's kind of a huge thing for the, my album release show is like, all right, well, I want to pay everybody more than they would be paid from a wedding, you know? Right. Just because, you know, number one for availability's sake, so I can make sure it stays on their calendar when I book them, you know? Um, right but but to be able to add weight um you know and i hate i hate to i hate this angle but to add financial weight to our creative mm-hmm. projects you know and be like this is worth paying for the same as it'd be worth paying to go see a fuck or excuse me a tribute band or whatever you know no, you're fine <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> um well yeah and it's it's also it's you know it's that thing of like you're building this you know this version of what you know you put your name on something it's like okay there's the solo artist there's the you know the corporate wedding band band leader dude there's the you know guy who'll you know sit in and play with you know west michigan bands and then to have the 15 piece it's like that takes a you know a lot of time and planning but then you're also, you know, I think when we did that, uh, uh, was it Mind Your Business, that that song? Yeah. Um, when we did that and it was like, you know, a well-produced video, like all of that is just adding to the thing of attracting more offers for that type of ensemble. So it's like you're building a thing that's going to have a platform and maybe it's only like, you know, four shows in the summer, 
but those four shows are going to be like big spectacle events. They're going to feed, you know, into the rest of everything you're doing because they're mm -hmm. these, you know, larger. Because it, it's it's interesting, like, you know, as things get back into live, you know, live music settings. I was arguing with Quinn about this. You know, he's trying to navigate, you know, the space of like, I'm booking entertainment again, but people have also spent a year literally getting instant gratification for most things <laughs> like you know a lot of people started doing more takeout a lot of people started you know streaming more netflix a lot of people started you know like streaming stuff on spotify and and or like tuning into their favorite streamers and it's like okay now the competition is sort of like okay are you willing to leave your house <laughs> are you willing to put on normal clothes and not be in the comfiest clothes or you know comfy clothes you wear out but you know like are you are you willing to leave the comforts of your home to you know you're gonna spend money on food drink parking tickets you're gonna be there you know a couple hours unless you leave early like and, and to see you know there's a lot of people who are like yes i will do that i'll pay the money to go hang out and go see stuff and then i think there's still a, a lot of people who there's you know they're figuring out like what what live music looks like again for them because they you know i i even as a performer like i was thinking of just the weird the weird moments where you kind of you're you're off the stage and you're kind of looking around like there's a there are a lot of people there's a, more people here than i saw all yeah. last year <laughs> and, we're dead, and it's just like an interesting thing to like readjust to and um but yeah it's still like i like it it's a good a good trend in the right direction but also you know it comes with the weird i don't know it, it's like another layer of like uh trying to advertise everything it's like i don't know how else to convince you other than like do you like music do you like maybe me as a person do you like my right. band do you like yep you know like all of those uh, things oh. are, yeah. yeah all of those things are, are factors you know and and we have such a i think we are blessed with a great community of listeners as much as we are mm -hmm. musicians here you know that yeah. you know my my idea with this thing is like i want to do something different than i've done before and something that my audience you know my i play all kinds of different music so my audience is generally just the general music lover not the country lover the rock lover the hip-hop whatever you know some kind of mix of all of that so giving them something that's different, that is a little, it's more involved, more organized, you know, um, but a chance to support, you know, I like if I'm not doing anything all year, here's your shot to come and <laughs> see the band and that's it, you know, uh, but then, you know, using it as a, like an, a social experiment too, with exactly the things you're talking about being like, all right, who's still down for this, you know, to do it <laughs> like this, you know, so time will tell, you know. <laughs> yeah, and well, and, and also like, yeah, I, I think of, you know, also the venues uh, opening back up, some getting relief, you know, re restarting the cultures they've built. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm way more, I'm kind of in the mindset of like, it's a it's a you know quote unquote post pandemic like we're it's still we're still in it but it's like things are opening up again um i want to 
do a better job of thriving and that, you know, that's a little, you know, a little bit more financial, a little bit, you know, health and wellness wise, a little bit like who I'm surrounding myself with creatively, who I'm, you know, having to be in the trenches with because taking a year off, it was, it, you know, it was, it was good to like still have earth radio to connect with and like process that time together as a group. Um, but then getting back out into it now, we're all very more, or we're all much more cognizant of like, Oh, this is what we want out of, you know, our touring out of our playing out of our recording. Like we're, it seems like, you know, we spent a year think, you know, just stewing in these ideas and thinking about, you know, our goals and our, are things that we want to achieve and and now it's it it feels like it's sharpened our our um our drive to like a a a better organized point than just being like you know kind of riding this wave of like oh it's like it's fun to make this music and it, you know we were having fun doing shows and and now it's like okay we're starting to like we're going to work with a, a new producer we're going to have you know this still at third coast but we're gonna have you know this guy come in who's worked with like all sorts of like jill scott alicia keys badu drake like he just lives in niles word (laughs) and and like just happened to like find out about us through the grapevine like i don't know who lives in niles who shared the album with him but thanks for that um yeah dude i know jake yeah lives in niles too Sounds like Niles oh. is happening. <laughs> yeah, Niles just got a small little. That's I, I. That's the funny part about Michigan is like you just discover like, you know, like uh, who lives in TC that I was. I think it was like Bob James or something like the the keyboard producer dude or, um. Yeah, just or just you know, random like people who it's not just like oh you know like mario batali has a house because traverse city has vineyards <laughs> and then right. and, you know, he has a house there for the summer it's it's like oh like when you found van morrison's guitar player in a random town in montana right like, <laughs> he, that's his own, he chose his own adventure and he's comfortable enough being like i've done all these cool things like i don't care if i have you know, like i'm not going to keep you know living in los angeles or you know wherever he was living and doing the grind it's like i've afforded right. you know i could chill in a small town and let my work speak for itself and do whatever i want <laughs> that says a lot it says a lot about these small towns and just you know i mean in michigan too we have so many of these beautiful little towns that would be if you're at a point in your life would be so easy to just settle down in you know in fact, it's yeah. preferable, you know? I mean, it's it really is. We, it's sick here, <laughs> you know? And the rent's still cheap, which is sweet. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You know, I mean, I can afford to take three-week vacations on a musician's salary, like, living, just living in Michigan where all my family and friends are at. Like, why would I move anywhere else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's, like, really opportunistic you know I guess but you know it's like that's a whole nother thing too you know thinking through this pandemic stuff is just really being grateful for our dealt hands you know there's a lot of good stuff going on right where we're at and how do we cultivate it and utilize it and utilize each other you know 
So, and I think that's happening. I think it's happening in different ways. I think everybody's trying to do their part, you know, to integrate yep. more community. And, you know, I was talking to, I don't know if you know Sam Granger. Uh, he's a oh, yeah. player. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but I'm going to, sorry, Sam. Um, <laughs> he wants to start, he's trying to start uh, Grand Rapids Guitar Festival, right? Oh, nice. Which blows my mind that, you know, I was thinking, I was like, wow, I can't believe no one's ever, hasn't thought of that yet. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. And he wants, you know, he wants to get like Julian Lodge to come out and do a seminar and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Have, have workshops and with local teachers you know so it'd be like me and him and adam marth and you know kevin Cozell coming out and talking about guitar stuff or whatever you know having pace come in and talk about his angle on bass you know andrew bergeron like that dude should yeah. definitely he he should, yeah. he's he should definitely do that too <laughs> yeah andrew bergeron and maybe even get john marshall down in there too you know and have some of the classical guys come and hang out you know like for sure. Yeah. That's a great idea. Thanks, Dutcher. I'm gonna add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, well, and he he also runs um, I think it's at CC, he runs the guitar ensemble. So it's like a bunch of classical guitarists all playing, you know, larger arranged music. But then within that, it's like, you know, you have people like Jeremy Verweiss, I think he's part of it, or like Ian Thompson's brother Kyle Thompson, he's a classical guitar player. Yep, um, yep. When I was at CC, I did that ensemble. Um, oh. Brian Morris was leading it at the time, but they may have switched since then, you know. Um, okay, and maybe great. he was just involved, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, they would all come in and like each of us had different instructors. I knew that they would give private lessons to some of the students, Kyle and Andrew both. Um, but then if Brian ever needed a sub, you know, John or... Andrew would come in and do that too. Great dudes okay. though. Such great folks, you know. <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah. Andrew does Folius duo, right? With Carmen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They they do they've been doing, I think at least once or twice a month, maybe even every Sunday, they've been doing these, you know, concerts uh on stream. And, you know, they're they're also, I feel like equal parts known for like the classical tango music and then you know they're it's it's like every week they just cook the most amazing food from like locally sourced places and it's like how did what can i just come over and, and yeah yeah they'd have you over anytime they're so sweet <laughs> you know i keep up with them because they like to travel and go out and do the music thing and travel too you know and just go to the national parks and whatever so we keep up about that stuff every now and again and it's it's cool to see other people doing that and they're just they're so seasoned they're so good <laughs> you know <laughs> like, there's just so many people like that around here that just crush it at their instrument you know and the music they make is beautiful you know so very yeah. fortunate to be in a place like this you know yeah, it, well, and I'm assuming Sam, you know, if he's looking for, I'm not like helping plan this event, I guess, but <laughs> I'm just thinking more people like in Michigan that come to mind is like, I don't know, like, uh, oh, uh, like Sasha Kasperko from Detroit. He, you yes, know, record, dude, and, yes. Or, or yeah. like uh, uh, Matt Landon down at Western or yeah. Uh, 
you know, there's just all the, or, uh, you know, Travis Swanson or his teacher, Miles Okazaki, like Miles yep. is, you know, on the, he's in that modern jazz lexicon and he's got his crazy theory book. So it's like, why not have him do some nerdy geometric shape pointillism thing? Like, Oh, every, every harmony connects to each other and it forms geometric shapes and you can express like, that's kind of a, re Whoa. a reductive version of his theory, but it's, it's sweet, sweet seeing like all the <laughs> connecting things he does. <laughs> what? That yeah, that sounds cool. I've never heard of this guy. That's the sweetest Travis's teacher. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Travis studied with him at uh University of Michigan. Um okay. cuz cuz Miles he he kind of has one foot in New York and then the teaching job in Michigan. Um but he also is in SF Jazz Collective with Etienne Charles who um plays trumpet and teaches at uh msu okay. um but yeah he's like you know we just had he's just teaching at u of m this dude who's like he he's also one of the only i think he he might be the only person actually the only person to record all of Thelonious funk's music on a solo instrument so he did a whole like 60 tracks six volumes of solo guitar <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so much music. <laughs> that is so cool. Wow, it's amazing. That just blows my mind. It's amazing the things that people do, and that they're doing around here. And they're just here. That's wow. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it it, it well it, it reminds you too. Like there there is there there's always um you know you or rather you don't know who you're meeting when you meet someone like so why you know vibe anyone when you could potentially have a cool person to learn from or work with or you know play a show with or you know like why not just take a second and not just immediately like be like oh it's just i've seen every guitar player it's like nope just listen a little bit longer <laughs> might nope. be someone cool <laughs> You're absolutely right, too. You know, that's another thing I've been slowing down, being patient, taking in the surroundings, you know, just listening more, you know, in every aspect, listening more, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got that. I don't know if you watched uh, Bo Burnham's recent special. No, I've been I've been out and I keep hearing about right. it. I to check <laughs> it out, you know, yeah, I hear it's amazing yeah it's it's definitely like the 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 mood is you know it's this weird like experiment and like he's like isolated and he's working on this thing that he thinks you know it's basically he's trying to taper it to the timeline of what you know experts early on in the pandemic were saying like oh you know we'll, you know it'll be good by the summer and then you know cut to a year later and you know different regions still have problems new strains you know vaccine rollouts are diff you know depending on your state it's all over the place and so there's just like moments where he's like you know checks back in he's like still doing this project <laughs> me in That's my room oh, <laughs> i thought okay. i'd be done in two months and it's been a year <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna watch i'll watch that today I got yeah I got off, so yeah, I'm gonna do that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's funny and you know insightful. You know, 
little moments of like kind of raw like you know unedited like him getting you know just frustrated and like like depressed and and you're just like yeah man this is the range of it's like a quarantine was just captured in one thing artistically is like that thing (laughs) that's awesome yeah good stuff okay cool cool yep so how have you been doing i mean i know you you've never stopped being busy you know so but how are you how are you faring coming back into the into the world of normality i guess or somewhat normality yeah uh it's it's definitely interesting i i'm kind of doing some of the some of the things you were mentioning like you know just listening more taking time taking space you know not you know not all like trying to have a busy schedule but not have the grind mentality i've had since i did my undergrad um like have some version of it where it's like i'm consistent and i know work's getting done and i know you know things are happening but uh also remembering like hey you know what else is productive going on a walk or making yep. your own food or you know yeah. uh, birds man <laughs> yeah like well and and yesterday uh me and hannah and um uh kevin all went on kevin's boat and all three of us are just like you know like oh we've just been like you know hannah teaches a lot and then she you know has all of her weekends either booked with us or with you know her solo project or with blue water kings and then you know kevin's been doing like you know 70 to 90 hours <laughs> like just like all of the work all of the time and yeah. just putting in the putting in the hours and then like you know my my trickiest thing has been like seeing i i'm i'm getting more into a schedule and a routine but i'm 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 chunking the day in different ways of like, okay, you know, before 10, that's when I could, you know, like get up, go for a morning walk, you know, have, have a gradual ease until, you know, I'm not immediately getting up, getting up and getting in my car. I'm taking a second to like adjust to the day and then, you know, all right, I have 11 to, you know, six or seven is like this productive window where you know i'm not leaving and it's in total darkness (laughs) Um, but work is still getting done and things are still being accomplished um and then you know late night is like okay if i do need to stay up late it's got to be something like all right i have to wait for this video to render and maybe you know i fall asleep and i wake up you know at three in the morning and like oh i gotta use the bathroom and then like oh yeah that video is done and then i quit just get it all scheduled and then fall back asleep but um yeah I've, I've been trying to figure out the new like I don't know the new routines with you know the podcasting and trying to grow more stuff around what I'm up to and kind of bridging bridging like all the disparate parts of things that I do into one like I don't know maybe it's just a logo of my face that's the thing that brings it together <laughs> but like trying to have everything like interact with each other and like you know think critically about like how I want things to grow and um part of it came from the pandemic and part of it also came from like you know not seeing like I'm turning 29 this year so next year I'll be 30 and it's like not to say like oh I have to have it all figured out by 30 it's more like I want to get 
certain habits and things formed that will help you know continue to be flexible healthier you know better equipped to do the hard work that you know is going to come with continuing to build things Mm -hmm. while everyone around you know not everyone but a lot of people are skeptical of or they don't you know like i tried podcasting it doesn't work i'm like well you you shared it to soundcloud and then didn't share your soundcloud like that's why i didn't work (laughs) <laughs> you yeah, didn't tell anyone yeah. about your podcast or like right or right yeah it's like you know everyone everyone sees like you know the big the big thing and i think what more people that i've been talking with have really come to terms with that has made it a lot easier to you know gauge growth and you know hit certain markers and feel like you're progressing is you know, like, yes, you might want to be that person. Like, I want to play stadiums and do all this crazy, but what's to like, you know, there's value in having like 200 fans in the area you're in being able to like, you know, pay for merch, you know, come to your shows. And obviously that number can always grow. Um, Cause even, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like, yeah. and, and just thinking too, of like, you know, there someone might have you know five million followers on youtube but engagement might only be you know a hundred thousand views you know two hundred thousand views like mm-hmm. the metric of like how many people are subscribed versus like how many people follow it's kind of that marker of like okay you know 500 people came to this event you did but only 20 people bought merch so those 20 people are now part of the 400 people you've built over the last year who you've kept, kept tabs on like, oh, I, you know, I went to this show, 10 people bought CDs, went to this show, sold six shirts, went to this, and you start to see like, it's not just like, oh, only two people liked the music. It's like, oh, wait, I like, you know, 800 people this summer, like bought merch or interacted with me in some way. And mm-hmm. um, it's, yeah, it's looking at the like, yeah, more things in your control and your sphere of like being more personable instead of just, you know, looking at aggregate data and being like, what's the, what's my favorite way to trend on Twitter? It's like, I don't use Twitter. So yeah. that's not a goal of mine. <laughs> well, and, you know, and having your fans be in the people who, you know, you, you go and eat at their restaurants or they fix your car or, you know, like whatever. Yep really making it feel like more of a family aspect and I know that can sound like extreme and like kind of almost like a hippie kind of thing for people but it's it it really is like these people want to hear your music they want to buy anything that you're putting out you know they want to just support you and what you're doing as a human being and those are the people that I'm trying to grow and it's that super fan thing I learned that at one of the b-side sessions is the super fan model you know (laughs) and it's so it's so true like if you can build that base of course and then anything else is just like outliers and those are great numbers to depend on too but i think at this point like you know i heard somebody say this like you know rule your block you know rule your borough rule your town rule your city then stretch out you know and i think about that often i'm like if i can't do it to like a satisfactory level personally in the area that i'm at 
then I need to work on that until it's satisfactory and then spread out, you know, and I love traveling and making these connections in other places. And there are people in other places that would come and see the band or whatever, if we came, but I still want to make big waves at home first, you know, and, and right. cater to the people who, you know, when I, even now when I'm writing songs or whatever, like I'll think about specific people in our community you know, and that's like, how do I relay this moral or this story to them, you know, yes, and still have it be personally um, satisfactory, I keep going back to that word, you know, yeah, um, but I think that's it, I think that's like, you know, if, if we can get to that point, those numbers will grow, because then it's just yeah. like, when you have all these people who are in this loving situation, gathered together, and any human being takes note of that when they're walking by or when they're scrolling online and they see that there's engagement happening, you know, they're like, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to be a part of this too. It sounds like such and such has good shit going on, you know? So I think, and that's like the most organic and for me, best way to build it. You know, it's like, you could spend a bunch of money on ads, Instagram ads, and, you know, pushing it and road dogging it and, you know sleeping five dudes in a van and you know going out and doing it that way you know but I don't I did that for a little bit you know and yeah. even when I first started touring we had hotels and stuff and I'm like I don't want to sleep in a van <laughs> you know <laughs> and like I feel like just trying to get out there before you're ready requires those things like members in my band have kids and shit now you know what i mean so now i'm thinking about that like you know these gigs have to pay enough for it to be worth it for them to come and do i want yep. it to be a family environment so that everybody can come you know and it's like it's it's this <laughs> weird kind of place to be in but it's all inclusive and i love that you know so right kids whatever but it's actually been one of the greater things to kind of happen personally is just having children to kind of keep you know accountable for you know yeah keep account of i should say right yeah <laughs> well yeah it's like I, th I think that's just you know it's part of the the evolution of like i don't know the, the people you surround yourself with it's like the the same intent is there. It's just like a different execution. Like, oh, I've always cared about, you know, making sure everyone gets what they need to get paid. It's just gone up because, you know, there, it were, you're investing more, like making that much more effort to invest in an, you know, an increased price because of, you know, like kids or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. circumstance that just strengthens that, you know, that friendship, that working relationship um, because, it's yeah it's just you know it shows that you're attentive <laughs> to needs yeah. and not just like hey uh can you give me a ton of time for not a lot of money <laughs> right right <laughs> and there's just i i i firmly believe that there are ways to do this music thing even if it takes a while to get to the right spot there are ways to do it and keep everybody fed and keep everybody treated well and happy you know and if we're traveling put them up in a decent hotel and not you know some you know whatever motel with dirt coffee and cereal breakfast you know 
I've been I've been learning a lot from uh, randomly. I got recommended like a clip from T Pain's streams. Like he just streams on Twitch. You know him working yeah. on stuff and listening. He'll he'll listen to stuff live and like you know give it a critique. Um, and you know he'll just talk about like he 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 talked about uh you know taking or like you know taking the short game versus playing the long game and he had an example mm. where like a company offered him like you know nine hundred thousand dollars to buy one song that they would own everything for this song and he would get nine hundred thousand dollars and then it, he got another offer from akon and akon was like i'll give you 20 grand but i just i don't want to own your song i want to help you you know grow your base and your plat i want to you know make sure this song has legs beyond the investment and then t-pain took i think he said he took 17 of that and like you know helped his dad like he had like medical costs or something and then mm -hmm. you know the work the production work he just ate that cost because he's you know basically producing it himself and then use the three grand towards the promo and stuff. And since that song, I, I got to look the video to remember what song, but since that song dropped, he's made, you know, 10 times that $900,000 offer because he there let it go. grow and get placed in movies and, you know, shows and commercials. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, that's like way, like I would, if, if, you know, at some point a label were to approach Earth Radio, I would definitely want the short game. I would, you know, I'm not taking a million dollar contract. I'm taking, you know, 1500 bucks towards an album. That's something we can pay back way sooner. We could pay that back in like three or four gigs. And then as our we continue to grow, we can start asking for more money. Because, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, you know, everyone wants that, that like the the you know top of the heap <laughs> crazy you know sure. lifestyle and 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 t-pain even d talked about a group he signed that ended up not working out uh that he basically made their dreams come true like he you know they lived in this super nice house where they could you know have a bunch of space to do content and production that you know nice cars you know definitely the you know hip-hop music video lifestyle and yep then the band imploded and they kind of you know they tried to do that whole like all right well it didn't work out uh, we'll see you next time and he's like no you owe me three million dollars yeah <laughs> you're gonna pay that and, and like it, it it's gonna take if it's in installments like you are repaying me for the investment that i made and yep. so so he like you know understands both ends of like he's he's invested a lot of his time and money and, and stuff and then he's also given a lot of his time and money um, and, you know, seen the wrong type of management or the wrong type of promo, you know, people, he, he was like, if I had listened, you know, Snoop Dogg said auto-tune was a phase and now everyone's using auto-tune. Like mm -hmm. everyone got mad at me and now uh -huh. it's part of the culture. <laughs> yeah. Like, did, did you watch that? Did you watch that episode? <laughs> Dude, isn't yeah. it good? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. that's one thing to think about too with like the whole you know label thing. Not that I've been approached, but if I ever was, you know, it makes me nervous at this point in my career. Like I feel like I wouldn't know what to do with that. So but my angle has been like right now, 
I used to do walk the beat, you know, and that was like all sponsorship based stuff. So I'm like, well, I mean, why can't I do sponsors for an album, you know, and right. do like have the first track on the album, just be thanking all of my sponsors who gave me, you know, a grand here, grand there, whatever, you know, to make this whole thing happen, which is so, I think that's totally reasonable. I think that's a kind of a, you know, I think, musically we're moving towards more private investors than we are yep. record labels you know i don't know i'm sure you've noticed that trend too and uh you know how do we take that and kind of instead of finding one person why not just use the community why not just use the community that you know there's at all these insurance companies and all that have advertisement money put aside why not yep. use it for a, a musical project, you know, and, and do those things and fulfill those dreams, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in a realistic way, instead of waiting for a million dollar deal or going out to LA and seeking one of those or Nashville and, you know, seeking a deal and grinding your ass off, you know, for that. I think there's just other, other ways to do it, you know? yeah and it's thing you know that rat race shit is you know it's just it doesn't sound fun i want to have fun i got into this to have fun you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's well and especially after you know like six years of music school i'm you know my my brain is like i've worked super hard to get to where i am right now i don't have time for like you know and i've been thinking about it recently is like you know, not, not saying like people who are, you know, still adjusting to coming back to gigs. It's more the people who even prior to the pandemic, you know, there was always some weird quirk or, you know, it was, you, it starts as a quirk, like, oh, that's just how they are. And then you're like, actually, no, I don't want to work with this person. Why am I still yeah. here? Or like, why am I doing, like, why am I saying yes to a thing that just for the payday when it's like, I could say yes to a payday that actually I enjoy and, and not, have to you know like that's why so many people hate their jobs their conventional jobs a lot of the times just because they don't really get to pick who they work with half the time or you know what environments they're working in or like you know they take a job because like they live in a a spot that it's like oh you could work at you know this place that isn't hiring or mcdonald's where you know every tourist passing through that city is going to stop by and you're going to get slammed with 40 cars at the lunch rush and mm -hmm you know, you'll, it'll suck. And you, you know, <laughs> you just have those moments of like, like, oh, I, you know, as a musician, I have control of my schedule again, even if it is getting busier, I have the power to, you know, plan things out three to six months, ideally in advance. Um, I, you know, six months, always great, but uh, <laughs> yeah, being able, yeah, be, <laughs> being able to just be like you know okay I, I don't need to take these I could take these two weeks off and like like that's me being my boss or like oh you know every musician in every band you know you are also you know you're the you are the payroll you are HR you are customer service you are like you know responsible for a version of those roles and you know helping the band dynamic, helping the audience pan relationship, helping, you know, people feel comfortable and supported. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's the, I feel like that's a, the fun part of like getting to a point where you're like comfortable on your instrument, you know, a few people you've played enough 
to kind of get into a scene and now it's like all right who i'm gonna build this thing invite people to hang out in and then like oh i'm gonna put together this thing and have people hang out like it's just fun getting to connect pieces and puzzles and and yeah like you were saying all the artists and stuff for all your projects yeah. you get to, i feel like doing this as a career you get to use your whole brain you know mm -hmm. and that's like <laughs> i think that's invaluable getting to use the creative side and our mathematical side and our business side you know right and left just in conjunction all the time you know it'd be nice to have insurance benefits, but I'm not complaining about, you know, that's a fair trade for the lifestyle, you know, and getting to have that control running my schedule instead of my schedule running me, <laughs> you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I definitely see, you know, I see people who they're in that, you know, the building phase, whether it's like they got a new house or they got a family started and like, you know it's like that's cool it's it, that's you know intrinsic to a lot of human experience having that kind of community or sense of extending your bloodline or family or whatever um but there's also that feeling of like you, you know you wanting to tell people like hey you know like maybe like if you feel like overwhelmed like call like is grand like is grandma live nearby maybe have her watch the kids a couple sundays a month and then you know take a day off or you know like take the kids to the beach and then you can you know like okay well you you sleep i'll play with the kids and i'll sleep you play <laughs> yeah like yep. just making making those conscious decisions of like it doesn't always have to be like oh my you know my young developing child just says i want now and all they want is everything and i have to you know follow yeah, the whim of someone just being that. like i want that and that yeah. it's like it's like you still have control over your schedule even if you know sometimes it feels like your kid can control your schedule <laughs> For sure, Which for sure. Is, and I think that, that you know. time will come. I look, I, you know, I look forward to when it does, but, you know, I'm enjoying right. being a single young man right now. But then I see people <laughs> like Dee, you know, who's, mm -hmm. who's able to maintain a musician lifestyle, and he brings Jasper to his gigs as many yeah. as he can, you know, and I'm like, that's the way to do it like <laughs> you know it's really cool to see it you know I mean you, you I I think it's just like kind of like one of those myth things that it you know when you have kids it's over especially for right. musicians and stuff and it you know just to see that it's that's not the case is really inspiring you know for sure um but yeah, we'll deal with it when it comes time, you know, if we do, you know, if, if we're fortunate or whatever enough to have little ones running around that look like us. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know? right. just kind of, you know, I, I love being able to just slowly go through life and especially now having that, that slowness actually be an important factor you know just go along and figure it out and adventure enjoy the ride you know it's su it's such right. a crazy <laughs> ride to get tuned into you know but it's awesome <laughs> yeah we were you know because we were on the boat yesterday chatting just about you know everything getting back in the swing of it or like you know just work and 
you know, as much as we, you know, we had those conversations of like, yeah, that, that game was a little weird. Like, Oh, the, the venue or like, Oh, the, you know, I've uh, been in the car all weekend, but then we all kind of had that moment. Um, it was actually listening to uh, Nigel Hall's new album. He just put out with um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Butcher Brown, which just the, probably one of my favorites this year. <laughs> it's nice. so good. Nice. I listened um, to Scott, go and listen to all of it. Yeah, like they to- he totally buried the lead of having guests too. Like all the singles he put out were like, oh, it's this cool, it's Nigel Hall and Butcher Brown, which I would have been happy with. But then, you know, like Patrice Russian, she does like a sick keyboard solo. Like she, you know, she was, she made the song um, Forget Me Nots that kind of, I think it got sampled into the Men in Black theme song. The boom, dick, doom, doom. And and then like Marcus King and uh who else? Uh Jeff Coffin doing some flutes. Um what? just like uh, all these cool people on the record. Yeah. Um, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> it's so and it's so it's so playful with like there's so many throwback vibes of like like there's a song uh called uh oh my my video went weird for a sec um there is a song called uh uh caribou and it sounds like it sounds like a 70s what is it like a 70s like almost like a game show backing theme like it it just it's like a, a like a bubbly latin jazz with like goofy like this weird synth that sounds like it sounds like either a trumpet went through a synthesizer or a synthesizer was trying to be a trumpet okay and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's just kind of like goofy and floaty and um but we were listening to that album on the boat and you know after all the music talk we were having we just kind of were all like yeah music is kind of a really cool crazy experience and it's one of those that like not a lot of people have like as many musicians as we know that are in it like there are so many more people who they won't you know there won't be those those extreme highs of like getting to you know see your art elevated to a certain position where it allows you to do cool stuff and work with new people and Mm -hmm. you know they won't experience those super lows of like your you know car breaking down miles from the nearest town trying to scrap together some change and make a phone call to like you know make something happen <laughs> yeah, dude it's the adventure though even those down times too that happened to me last year middle of nowhere iowa my transmission blew out you know Oof. and thank thank god for the connections that you make as a musician though you know i was fortunate to be able to call somebody up and be like hey i need four thousand dollars for a car okay where do i wire it to pay me back in a year you know I'm like sick wow. you know and, and you would not have had that connection without doing music you know like that it's just it's amazing how the world can take care of you and how the universe can take care of you you know if you just go out and do your thing with good intentions you know like somebody told me recently you know I was watching another guitar player who's become a really good friend now his name's Ty Drury he's from up north uh, in Traverse City plays with Mar- the Marshall. oh yep yeah yep I was watching him play and and I was talking to him afterwards and I was like dude you just have like this 
mad confidence and comfortability when you're playing you know he's like this is what i was born to do <laughs> you know what do you mean kind of, yeah <laughs> it, made, it made me take a step back and be like wow have i been like you know having imposter syndrome for a while and just being like you know do i deserve to do this like is you know <laughs> and those, that, those words will always resonate with me you know and just being like yeah this is what we're supposed to be doing you know this is our right. role however it looks you know we might have an idea of how it looks when we're getting started in the game and then just get totally annihilated by that theory <laughs> right know? yeah <laughs> find, find a way to accept our situation and grow it from there you know is that's the adventure and the journey i think you know i've been really enjoying that part of it you know all those lows yeah. are just temporary the highs are temporary too you know mm -hmm. um, but learning to enjoy all of it and just knowing that at the end of the day, it's going to balance out and everything's going to be fine, you know? Yeah, that's, that's a, actually a great message to end on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a very, very succinct way to end. Yeah, you know, very, I've been noticing a lot more moments of gratitude and, and especially now, you know, I'm getting healthier and, uh, I, I think so far I've lost a little over 30 pounds and I'm, you know, my diet's just been changing and I'm moving more and, and it's, it's great as a, you know, counterbalance to last year being like, oh, I don't have to move anywhere. <laughs> and then, right. yeah. uh, and having the energy to like, you know, really sink into like, like, all right, I know I'm going to have to, you know, like th these 12 hours are going to be me in a car, me unloading and loading gear, me in the sun, me up and down hills, up and down, you know, stairs, like what, you know, so part of getting back into gig, gig mode fully, which I'm considering 2022 is like, you know, gig, gig mode on full blast as many, you know, as, as much creative stuff as I can do in a year. Um, it's, yeah, it's nice to like, have these little 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 check-in moments along the the journey back into like you know doing more of the things that i like doing and seeing more people do the things they like doing <laughs> yeah and supporting you know and finding time to just be there for each other you know so yeah man well cool this was great <laughs> yeah where can yeah, people talk. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's super nice um and yeah looking forward to all the new stuff uh where should people find all the things <laughs> um my instagram honestly is the best place um i have a facebook page and i hardly ever i only made it so i could make facebook events you know um, Instagram is really where I post pretty much everything and where I can keep people in the loop the best. Um, at Elijah Russ, it's just my first and last name. Um, and my personal Facebook too, but they're usually about the same. If I post something on one, I'll go to Instagram first and then go right to Facebook. And I have a website too, ElijahRuss.com. I should probably update that. It's about time to rework that. 
So thanks yep. for the reminder. Same. On that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I can start, you know, if people are listening or whatever, start kind of looking for things around like late September, October. I'm going to start really posting about the album release show and you know i'm gonna drop i'll probably drop a single from you know one from the lo-fi album and one from sandcastles uh at some point late summer early fall so awesome keep your eyes peeled folks (laughs) yeah (laughs) we use eyes for social media (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) well awesome yeah it was great great chatting and um yeah, I'm sure we'll, you know, catch up in person sometime soon now that you're yeah, back in town. <laughs> for sure. I'm sure we have a gig or something together sometime before yeah. the end of so. But yeah, we right. should get coffee sometime, sometime. Go eat some good food. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. It's such an honor. You're such a G. Everybody looks up to you. <laughs> you know, we all do. We're all like rooting for Dutcher always. You're so working as hard as you do. I, I think it really does keep all of us in check. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. <laughs> Anytime, man. Anytime. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Bye. See ya.